Hello, and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, EJ Weary, with my co-host... Dad, and I'm honored to be here with you. And our sponsor for... No, no. no. I want to... Go ahead. No, no, you do your sponsor. My sponsor today is Handcuffs, because that's what our guy said that does the podcast. He told me I need to be handcuffed because of my (laughs) making noise... So, for folks out there, those of you that know me... <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. Cheated. Like, <laughs> he said I do this, and he said I make noises. <laughs> I do it so, too. <laughs> so, just for all of you out there that Rub just did... The, so, yeah. It's the little things in life. Today we're going to look at a book called The Gift of Disillusionment. Um, I, the book is over on the desk over there. I should have had probably here to give you the writers. But if you look up Gift of Disillusionment, um, you can find this. And this Full disclosure, is, I haven't read this. This is something that right. Coach recommended. But, but I, I, and so kind of I'm going to lead the conversation. But as I do it, um, one of the things that we'll do in the middle of the uh, episode, I'm, we're going to try to, Mm. is hold up the little chart that's on chapter five of this upward. Okay, so you're seeing it there. Can they see it from here? Maybe we can even can find a link, see. you know, just... Right. But I'm going to say this to you folks. The very nature of this statement, disillusionment, there's actually really disillusioned, there's a two words there. Dis... In other words, not, and then the big one is illusion. And you can't be disillusioned until you first have what? An illusion. illusion. So yes. w- w- when we get rolling here, before we really get looking at a chart that we're going to discuss here that I think is going to be so helpful to you all that are ministering to your family, your, your, uh, in your marriage, in your kids, in work, and all that. The problem with disillusionment is that we first have an illusion. Okay, so what are some things, PJ, when I say that people could have illusions about things, what are some illusions that people could have? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm anticipating us, you know, talking through those final applications. But the ones that uh, I think a lot of the most powerful illusions we have are, sell, are lies we tell ourselves. Often, based around the most important decisions we make in our life. So uh, classic one that I've always heard people try to disillusion on is uh, I'm going to marry this person and they're going to change, right? And actually what's interesting is they are going to change, but they're not going to like to marry someone with the idea that they're going to change the way you want is terrible way to start a marriage. Well, the first thing is I think the illusion is our marriage is going to be great. Our marriage is going to be great. Like, it's going to be unbelievable. All these other people have a hard time, but ours. Uh, ours is going to be good. All areas are just going to be amazing. <laughs> all right? Work. The job I choose, I'm going to love it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to make good money. Um, every weekend is going to be fun in my life. Mm. That's an illusion. I'm going to have a beautiful home with a white picket fence at the age of 24. Mm. I mean, there are a major, especially in our American society, illusions that 
No one goes, oh, I'm going to get married. It's going to be hard. We're going to live and rent till we're 33, which we did. You rented till you were 32. Yeah. Right? Um, we've not had this. Uh, we're going to have a medical scenario of either cancer or leukemia. I, I just had the privilege of sending a young man who loves the Celtics. I mentored his dad when he was in high school. Actually, when I left Connecticut, his dad was going to be, I think, a, a senior or a junior, very close to him, the, to their family and stuff, and was able to give that little boy uh, a Peyton Pritchard um, jersey, player for the Celtics. It's his favorite. And uh, he was, and I'm careful, he literally was the poster child for leukemia in Connecticut, uh, born to uh, the parents and he is healthy now, but he's smaller. So we haven't had to deal with it. But when you get married, you don't think that. Or when you have kids, that's not what you're thinking about. And man, at the age of 33, um, right where you are, we were looking to potentially move. And maybe we're a little bit older, getting to move from Connecticut to Ocala to take care of Lisa's mom with Alzheimer's. And now we're taking care of my mom with dementia. You don't, when you're holding hands in college, thinking as you're getting ready to get married, you're not thinking these are the things. These are illusions that are out there. Yeah. I mean, not to get too TMI, but like mom has changed grandma's diaper. Right. Right. Okay. That is too much TMI. Yeah, and, uh, okay. But this is like, it's not like when she was we dating you in college. In the last episode, and now we just changed the diaper of an adult. But the, uh, that's not what she's thinking about when she's Whoa. dating you in college. No, right? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine in college, you're, you're hold, someday I'm going to change, change your, your mom's, mom's diaper. <laughs> okay. And if you knew me. Man, folks, that pickup line. That, I, that. Be, <laughs> I bet you she was probably thinking, someday I'm going to change your diaper. <laughs> which, okay. So this is, this is an illusion. There's illusions out there. And so we have this chart, and I want to go through them. Okay. And folks, I'm going to jump, and then we're going to talk about each one. There's this this unbelievable like line of this this term I bubbly purchase bubblies idealism disillusionment and then there's this fork in the road and I love that they have it actually the direction turn inward okay towards yourself or upward if you look unto Christ our enduring hope okay or you can turn inward which is uh, yourself cynicism this isn't working I, this isn't fair. Uh, uh, you lose hope. So the first thing we talked about is this whole idea of illusionment or idealism, this false hope, these false expectations. Psalm 62, verse 5, our president of our Bible college spoke on this. Hope thou in God. That's what he preached on. I'll never forget. He talked about how in his marriage, things weren't like the way he thought they were going to be. He had these false expectations. The laundry will always be done. Dinner will always be ready when I get home. She'll have showered and she's sitting there. Uh, Coiffed. Yeah, I don't even know what that word means, but I'm thinking <laughs> I know what that word means. All right? Well, like everything's perfect. Right. right? So everything. Coiffed. Uh, that's yes. what I thought. <laughs> but instead, the dog, and, and, and folks, this is going on in our family. Uh, have, you know, it's fine. Just as long as the handcuffs don't come up again. Right. That, that, <laughs> But we have the dogs. Mm. We have three dogs, and one of them's uh, right now losing a bunch of weight. He's, he's sick. How? What are we gonna do? There, like was he fourteen? What? He's yeah. like fourteen years yeah, old. Rudy's yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. But there's things that occur that that cause us to have disillusionment. 
And this is where you can either turn upward or turn inward. And then I wrote on this chart that they had for us in the book, which the chapter is upward, to obviously saying you need to look upward. I wrote next to this, there's a choice. When this disillusionment comes, we can either look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, or we can look inside. And, and, and I see this incessantly in marriages. I see it at work, looking for you to come up with a solution to fix it. But if your eyes are fixed on you, you are not going to get fixed. Okay? It's not going to change. Because you'll become cynical. This isn't working. This isn't fair. This isn't right. But I look unto Jesus. There's a purpose. There's a greater plan. He has a design for me. There's things that I can learn from this, which all of this dovetails back to grit. If you really think about it, these are these are big things. And so, folks, my question for you, okay, and I, I think as you're dealing with life, things are going to come up and you have illusions. I say that respectfully to you. Then things are not going to go the way you expect them. Will you become disillusioned uh, with that? Or will you make a choice and look upward and say there's a greater purpose and a plan? Thus, not becoming cynical. So, I, you know, does, think what are some things as I'm saying all that? What do you like? How, how do you walk out of this? Uh, you have down there, and I'd love to talk more about this when we talk about what does this mean as a man, but um, how choices and mindset are really important. And I go back to uh, Angela Duckworth. We just went through grit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I look at this and how important uh, mindset is in dealing with uh, failure, right? You have idealism, false hope, disillusionment. Uh, that hope dies away, that faint hope. Uh, and the difference in mindset between someone who perseveres and someone who doesn't, one of the biggest ones, and uh, I'll talk about it theologically later on, but just for now is people who quit people who continue to fail are people who see failures as timeless as fixed things and people who persevere and people who succeed are people who see failures as very specific things as things that they can fix and they can continue on with um so and this is something that i battled um when i experienced several years in a row of failure uh I literally had, you know, I think you, you've used the, is it Fred? The, that one guy, you know, I'm a loser, right? Right. Like that, that liar word, going I'm on a, there. like, just tell me it's like, this is an identity thing. You are, PJ is a loser, right? It, it became like part of my identity. And one of the ways that I had to work through that is I had to say, no, that's not what this is. What, what happened were these things. I did these things wrong. And someone else did these things wrong. And so in future, don't let these people do that. I, and this is what I need to do better. No question. And, uh, and just, and they're all, there's always something there's always, whether it's just like, I could have anticipated this more or it just, um, you know, I, I just need to roll with the punches better. Right. And it's, it is astonishing that when you, I go back to Kurt Kramer, uh, that interview we did. Mm hmm. When you are become solution focused, it's astonishing how many possibilities you have for solutions. 
right? Like even if it's like even if it's just mitigating damage, like it's amazing. Like um, when you look and you're like, no matter what I do, it's the same scenario. I often find like, oh, I, if I do this, and I'm like, okay, then what can I do instead of just not, you know, like, oh, I don't want to get hurt like this because you, life is not going to treat you like that. You're going to get hurt, right? right. How uh, how can I react to the scenario where I get hurt less, you know, or my kids get hurt less, or this thing has already happened? And one, you know, another classic example of disillusionment is you just stop and you quit. And so you look at this and you're like, instead of saying that happened, now what can we do? Yeah. Is also a big moment. Quitting is when you look inside and you're cynic, I can't do this. It's never going to work. Yes. Not it's like, well, it's no, over. Oh, so like, you, you said something that just, you know, I did. This is where you, the, the disillusionment comes and you make a choice. You either go upward or you go inward. Inward leads to being cynical. Mm. Upward gives you enduring hope. But you said in the mindset, and I want to just do this, folks, this is a Christian podcast. So I, when I think of Philippians, the book of Philippians, I remember growing up here, this is the book of joy, and I do not believe that. Remember talking to a guy um, at Northland, uh, Brent Belford, who's now a pastor in Virginia, and we both had this discussion. If you read Philippians chapter one, verse six, it says this: "Being confident that he which hath begun a good work in you is going to perform it." It's like, well, there's there's a process there. Yeah. Okay. The per- perform it in the days to come. Philippians chapter two, verse four: "Let this what mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus." By the way. Some probably would have thought on the day he went to Calvary, he had failed. Right. Okay, right? But it provided us enduring hope. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, what? Think on these things. The last chapter we talked about, or last um, podcast, we talked about grit and having a role model. Paul said, those things which ye have seen and heard in me, Mm. do. Yeah. And then, by the way, in whatever state you are in, therewith to be content, be grateful for the process. And so now, saying all this, that's how you have enduring hope, which this all doves hail back to grit. Like, it's a spiritual warfare we're in. Yeah, and but, uh, and so I love that we, we've talked about that, we've kind of pulled it back, um, you know, mentioning grit. Um, what would you say in terms of disillusionment? Uh, how can we recognize more illusions in our lives? Well, I think we have to realize that there's a false narrative out there that is contrary to Scripture. Or narratives. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I say false narrative, it, w- it would be a, a world system. So the narratives sure. are put forth by that world system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we deserve this. I, I, I should get this. I'm entitled to this. I live in a world of college athletics right now that is totally dealing with being entitled. I'm not just talking about the athletes, I'm talking about the parents. I'm talking about the coaches. We live in, I'm talking about me. I feel entitled. I deserve this. Okay. Uh, I, it's 2022. 150 years ago, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> no, you are correct. <laughs> All by myself, I figured that out. <laughs> I think of, and I look back at people not having electricity and people having to go to fetch water 
and people doing the laundry. Oh, Pete, at least I got to do the laundry tonight. That means I got to pick it up, throw it in a thing and push a button. Ooh. Don't forget put to put the in the detergent. <laughs> then, ooh, got to do the soap. That's where I was going with that. Like I, I'm not beating them and buffing them up against a rock, right? With a scrub of a bar of soap. And so you do, I mean, there are so many different things. We just, we have become, uh, live in a, a world of comfort. And, you know, I just thought of this. I don't know. I mean, I was in Boca Raton and then I drove up to Palm Beach. And folks, if you've ever been to Palm Beach, Florida, like there are so many, and I don't mean boats and I don't mean yachts. I mean monstrosities. Like we live in a world that has all these unbelievably false narrative expectations. I should have this. I deserve this. And I love that you said that. And I think, um, you know, things like politics are important. World news is important. I think people should stay informed. But one of the temptations when you talk about false narratives, and we were just, uh, just heard this in a sermon this week, um, you know, false idols. But another one is we love, and it's such an easy thing to do, false messiahs. Uh, we love to find, or so we find false Christs, or we find, or we create false antichrists, right? And so what comes into my mind is I've been seeing the reaction to Elon Musk buying Twitter. He did? And yeah, no, right? And so we'll see more of like repercussions. And I, and I kind of got caught up in the hype a little bit about like, some people are like, it's the end of the world. And some people are like, it's the greatest thing ever. He's going to save free speech. And at the end of the day, he has a tremendous amount of power. I'm not going to, like, the man has, he spent 40 something, like 60 billion something. I don't know. Yeah. But he is not the Messiah. And or he's the, not the, the Antichrist. Antichrist. He's a man. And, um, and there is something, money. there's theology about Antichrist propping up. And I understand that. But, and the, like these little Antichrists. And, but I, there's that's literally not what someone out there going, you don't know he's not the Antichrist. Yeah, right, right. But the important thing here is that we want, we want to create these big sweeping grand narratives that are simple because we want, to, we want to cheer and we want to make things simple. And that is an illusion. It's like if I, you know, if we can just beat Elon Musk, then everything will be okay. Or if I just support Elon Musk, he's going to save us. And in both cases, what it allows you to do is it allows you to forfeit your personal responsibility day to day to do all the little hard things that are important. And that's what these grand narratives you allow yourself get swept up in. And it's like, no, that's an illusion. Elon Musk is not going to save you. Right. Right. You have to like, he's not going to, he's, he's not going <laughs> to, I was going to, he's not going to parent your kids. I almost said he's not going to father your kids. That's a different discussion. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> he's not going to parent your kids. No. Nope. Um, no one's going to do that, but you. He's not going to be a husband to well, your wife. Well, there are going to be people because they're not being responsible. Yeah. And they do, that will allow him to parent their kids by allowing them to be yeah. in, in, in social. But that's not our plan today. There are going to be people that allow things. But we have the choice of mm. this, and that I'm going to point my kids to the enduring hope. Yes. Okay? And that's, Whether it be you, your brother, it, it, the privilege we have of having a wonderful daughter-in-law, Becky, my wife, my my. Even as my dad's dealing with mom, and mm. I mean, I'm constantly reminding there is hope. There is hope. It's an enduring hope. If yeah. we look inward, we do get cynical. Yeah. 
Hey, let's, let's, let's tell me the three things. Go, I was just uh, about to go there. When you yeah. talk about what it means to be a man, uh, I, I couldn't get away from, you know, we were talking about people who see failures as timeless personal identity things. That's because their identity is not in Christ. Yeah, bam. So when you, all I could think of is the phrase, not I, but Christ in me. Okay. And that's when you look at your past and you're like, I have failed like this. And it's like, that is not who changes you. You don't change yourself. The word changes you, the Holy Spirit working in you. It's not I, but Christ in me. And that's, that is, as a man, that's where your identity is. And that's where the, the path through disillusionment comes. Yeah, that, that's really good. And I, I mean, I don't want to add anything to that because that's, that's what I literally want to say. The center core of me has to be my identities in Christ, mm. which affects who I am as a man. Yeah. Will affect who I am as a husband. Oof. Like, okay, like, my, it's that, that that our marriage is perfect. It's something that we work together on. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we look unto Jesus, again, the author and finisher for our faith. And then as, as a, um, a mentor or a parent, like, that's the message I need to be sharing with you, yeah. with Pete, I'm sorry, Drew, with other young men that I come in contact with. Uh, that, that is the, the mentoring aspect of this. Don't put your focus on man. Put your focus on Christ. Don't look inward to help people. Look upward. That's where mm. their hope's got to be. Yeah. Um, as a husband, uh, for me, I think about in something that we've gotten away from just as we've been uh, busy and we're trying to get back to, but not just doing family devotions, but doing uh, husband-wife devotions. Mm -hmm. And that's spending time in truth and talking to each other, understanding that no one's theology is 100% correct, right? And so I know I have illusions in my life that I need to disillusion. And I know that those exist in our marriage. And so Becky Sue and I need to sit down and that is a labor of love. Um, and then I'm going to take a different place for the kids. Uh, but I've been really struck by this. Um, and I think it's because they didn't have this when they were first. Um, all we had were streaming services and the streaming services did not have ads. And this has come up recently because they're at that age where they believe everything they see on TV. And so my boys are like, I need this candy. I saw it. I need this toy. Uh, and teaching them media critical skills. I, I, I keep coming back to this, that as we become more saturated, understanding that the, like these people are not concerned about your best interest. They just want to sell you something. And it's, it, it, when you really talk about it, oh, that's study the truth. marketing. It's crazy. That oh, way, I man. mean, that's what I do for a living. I'm wow, looking at like, crazy. they're not like, like the boys. It's not that they are necessarily trying to harm you, but they don't care how much sugar you ingest. They only care how much you buy. And so being like, you have to, and, and obviously some of that is me trying to get them not to watch so many ads, right? That, but literally my son goes, we went to the feed store and there was a gumball machine with, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, what, what, wherever they go, they're going to have to learn to deal with ads everywhere. And that's something that, I realized you have to learn how to deal with, and it's so much better to teach kids at a young age than instead to go through the stage where it's like, oh, I should just buy things because that's what everything tells me to do. No question. It's really good. I mean, I think 
We're dealing with reality that mm. life is full of stuff, and it's the, <laughs> the stuff is illusions that we think we need to have, mm. and when we don't get them, we can become disillusioned. Unless we look unto Jesus, we keep our eyes upward where there's enduring hope, and not look inward, which leads to being a cynic or negative. What an incredible message to end on. Thank you, Dad. You're welcome. Appreciate you, buddy. Love, Love you. you.